Hello and welcome. I am Laura Cragen, an intuitive eating and Christian life coach. I am so glad you're here. This podcast is for women who knows her health is a spiritual matter. If you're anything like me, you have probably heard the phrase mind, body, and spirit. But what does that mean? I am confident that I have found the details of those three God-given areas in our life. Specific mindset skills for our mind, intuitive eating for our body, and healing in Christ for our spirit. My hope is that as we discuss these life-changing lessons, we will be better able to fulfill our unique purpose in preparing for the second coming of Christ. I am so excited to have these wonderful conversations with you. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming back and I'm honored that you're still here and listening, so thank you. It's, it's my story that's full of these true life lessons that God has worked really hard to teach me, so I want to share with you. So in my last podcast, I ended with talking about how we were looking for treatment facilities to help me with my severe depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts, and just having a break from also some marital conflict and just the stress of kids, like I need some, some place to be in order to really heal. So we'll be talking about that and how life went when I got home and a bit afterwards. It was hard to accept it, but I was never going to be better unless I took it head on. Healing comes in layers. So after a lot of anxiety and difficult goodbyes to my kids and husband, I went to the center towards the end of September to 2020. It was hard, and for 2020 was hard for me, obviously, and for many people. It was even more difficult to say goodbye, though, to go to this facility because I would not be allowed to visit my family the whole time. I would be there since of, there's COVID. That was their new rule. And as a mother is, it almost tore me apart. I would miss them so much. I was going to be there for a month. They are my babies, and I'm always around them. My first job is always to be a stay-at-home mom and attend to their needs. The only th- thing that got me through was a clear vision that God implanted in my mind after much prayer. It was my why, as many people call it. The vision of me getting better so that I can be better for my kids, be a better mom for them. I had to do this for myself. One month for me to heal is little compared to a lifetime of finally feeling better. It was pretty scary at first. Walked in and the home was nice and it was only 30 minutes away from where I live. It's in Sandy, Utah. There were about 14 other people living there, and it was co-ed. I had a roommate. We had group sessions and all the time, all day, and I had to go to therapy about three times a week. We only had about one or two outings per week because of COVID, so we were stuck in this house quite a bit. I made some good friends, though, and then there were a few people that I had to try and steer clear from and not interact with as much. But 
everyone else was there for some sort of addiction, alcohol, drugs, or both. It was pretty isolating. I was just there for the depression and the suicidal thoughts. I needed a place to be, and there aren't any options for that. There's no such thing as rehab for just that in my area or under my insurance. But when they accepted me, they said they could definitely help me because, after all, addiction always has mental illness involved. Every day I got up, I went to classes, I showed up. I worked my butt off, honestly. It is hard work going to a place like that. You're so emotionally exhausted. I just remember days like I was so, so exhausted from all the emotional work I, I was trying to do. And they kept you on a strict schedule. I knew that I had to make it worth my time. I had kids and a husband on the line, and it cost lots of money. My wonderful husband was so stressed trying to hold everything together. I met a man named Mike there, the wisest one there by far. People ranged from about being in their 20s until their 60s, and he was the oldest one there, but I loved him dearly. There's something about going through hard things together when you have no choice but to rely on each other. And we, we, we did that for one another, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful friendship. He retired last year and struggled going through that transition without turning to alcohol all the time. It became a big problem, and his wife gave him the ultimatum, and he had to go to rehab. But overall, he was such a good man, and he was a good dad. He was a grandpa and kind to everyone he talked to. We had many great conversations, and we we walked up and down just the little road that we were allowed to walk on next to the house since we had to be so quarantined to that house with COVID. So I learned so much there, and we dove into deeper lessons I have had before in my life, but I just wasn't ready for them. But now my heart was more ready for them. Lessons like vulnerability, fear, goals, self-talk, self-care, boundaries, communication, and many more. All those things help repair addiction and depression. And my husband and I had some therapy there too. And we talked about hard things on the phone for hours, trying to make things better. However, I failed to mention the company was going through some major stress at the time. And it was very unfortunate to have this extra problem on top of everything I was already going through and taking this time to really go to this place. They were functioning and still doing these things, like I mentioned, but it it still seeped through the cracks that there was some major stress going on. And it, it seeped through the cracks to us patients, her hoping for some better care. The employees were stressed out and not as emotionally available for us. They were understaffed, and I felt like a burden to them sometimes. And it didn't help that some of the other patients were belligerent, and there were a couple of verbal hard fights going on there that changed the entire mood of the house, and it made it almost unbearable to live there. But we all had to stay 
That's how it goes. Until I realized that it was just all too much for me. And I felt like I had learned it, learned what I needed to, what I, everything I needed. I felt like I was ready. I was ready to move on. And I did some good therapy. I connected with some people, learned some tools. I got new medication they prescribed to me, and it was, it was really working. It felt great. So a couple of weeks into it, I decided that it was time for me to leave. Time is of essence, especially when I have a family online. And I figured if I marched myself into that place and paid for it, I can march myself out, right? It's a free country after all, I thought to myself. Until I learned about the phrase against medical advice or AMA. This word was going to haunt me for what seemed like an eternity. It was becoming so unbearable for me to live there. And the people were so difficult. I was incredibly homesick. Incredibly homesick. And I could tell that I exhausted the resources that I needed there. I went to the people in charge of sending me home. And they, I asked them, I would like to go home. But I kept giving a, they kept giving me a firm no. Of course, I could walk out, but here's the thing. If I walked out against medical advice, like I said earlier, AMA, they were not going to send it to the insurance to cover it because they don't believe I was well enough yet. I was not going to leave and be stuck with a several thousand dollar bill. No, no, no. (laughs) Yes, I still need to get better, but I felt like I was well enough on my feet to go home. I was actually starting to feel more depressed being there. The evil that was also in the house was tangible sometimes, and it was really hard on me. The movies people watched, the F-bomb in every sentence, the things people talked about, it was was hard. And I was so homesick that it made me feel physically sick. I missed my family so bad. I was binging on the food late at night there as well in the community kitchen hoping that no one would see me. I was looking for any hope and was hoping that food would give me that sometimes. I prayed to God every day and made efforts to study the scriptures every day. I knew better days had to come. I knew God had a plan for me for when I needed to go home. Then it got worse. And I thought I couldn't, when I thought it couldn't, I woke up one day completely miserable, coughing and a fever. I wasn't sure what it was. But I was just still so depressed, so I didn't really take any thought into it. I just thought my body was shutting down, because that's usually what happens to me when I'm un- under severe stress. I've noticed that pattern for myself in the past. But then I lost my sense of taste and smell. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, I had covid I noticed that my therapist was under the weather that week before too. So that whole house started freaking out and we all got tested and a few of us had it, including me. But off to our rooms we go. We had to be quarantined. Crazy, right? <laughs> they still wanted us to stay there and get our treatment via Zoom. And I thought to myself, are you kidding? I'm not going to be quarantined while I am in quarantine. Rehab is already that way. (laughs) 
and I'm not going to be banished to my room and not let me go home unless I do it under AMA. They were clearly not in my best interest anymore, and I was going to be worse off if I am in a strange room all day by myself at home while I am sick, away from home while I'm sick. To say the least, my husband was furious and was calling as often as he could. <laughs> so I was sick. I was in that quarantine trying to work out the problems, but I was on day two in that room. And I woke up thinking, I'm going to make the best of this somehow. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to figure this out. But in the meantime, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm still try and have a decent day. There has to be a reason for this, and God will lead me. I woke up and did a little YouTube workout in my room, read my scriptures, and watched some comedy to have some laughter in my life. <laughs> then I went to my closet to pray. Little did I know that this prayer was going to change my life, and it was going to be one of the prayers I will never forget. I meditated for a while with some soft music and the lights off. Then I started to kneel and get ready to pray. As I thought about what to say, an overwhelming feeling came over me that I needed to only pray in gratitude. I heeded the prompting and started to see my mind's eye. Everything that I had been given as, as if it were a movie I saw beautiful memories of me as a child walking on the beach in Mexico when my grandparents took me there for a vacation. I saw myself going to the movies with some girlfriends of mine in high school. I saw me holding my first baby in my arms for the first time. I saw the faces of each member of my family. I was filled with love and gratitude. I felt hope. I felt so indebted to God for this wonderful life I have. For a moment in time, my mind was cleared of my depression, and I was able to see so much. I got up and still did what I could for the rest of the day in my room by myself, but something felt different. That night, I decided to be brave again and demand I leave without AMA. I was able to finally talk to someone that could clearly understand that this was not a good situation. She was kind and knew some of my story. She was one of the therapists there, and she was a mother too and understood me. She was my answer to my prayers. She finally signed the paperwork and filed it to the company in such a way that I would not be left with a huge bill. Within just an hour, my life changed, and I was able to go back home. I called my husband and just cried. I said, "Hun, I'm coming home. He couldn't believe it. He got into the car as soon as he could, picked me up at 9 p.m. We held each other for a long time. Even though I had COVID, we didn't even care. <laughs> It was a sweet reunion to see my family again. It was a crazy experience for sure. Not what I had hoped or expected. I don't regret it. And I, I followed the spirit and went with the best option I had at the time. 
but sometimes it doesn't always get better. Just like I've said things in that in the past. I had to spend then that next month just healing from that rehab experience, honestly. My medication was working and I had some tools to help me do the inner work as well. November and December were a lot better for me. I was getting back to on a normal routine. Of course, I still had hard days. Depression never goes away. But I wasn't having suicidal thoughts. My anxiety was still high as I had gone through the holidays, but I tried to set boundaries. And But sometimes the anxiety which was just, it's just for someone like me, I'm just always going to have that. I'm highly sensitive and I have kids. <laughs> My husband and I would still have our major conflicts and we tried working them out. But when January hit, things got bad again for me. I thought to myself, okay, it's January. This is usually a harder month for people, right? And I'm trying to check all the boxes of getting outside, getting more vitamin D, getting sleep, eating well, etc. But it was still so hard. It was going on through the whole month. I thought to myself, this is going on longer. This is another episode. I need to start paying attention to this as well. I was so tired and happy. I started having meltdowns now every other day. I knew it was a medication problem. I was so grateful that I knew that within myself. I had been through this before. I had that distinct feeling that something is off. The spirit helped remind me of that. I upped my medication and I started feeling a little better. I was grateful. Thank goodness for medication. But I was still having a hard time in a whole other category. I knew there was more. There always is. <laughs> so I kind of sealed that package of figuring out the importance of medication and getting the right one, having those tools and inner work. But now there is more, and life is full of layers. And that's a hard truth. Yes, last year was a difficult one for me, and my depression is still there. But then life throws more at you. I had to face myself yet again through that month of January. I knew I needed more help and stopped denying myself that I have eating disorders. I will continue to cycle until I get help. My depression will continue to feed into those eating, eating disorders and vice versa. That's partly why the eating disorders or the depression is there is because of the eating disorders I've gone through in my life. In front of you who have dealt with this personally or with a loved one, eating disorders are an all-encompassing, demoralizing, and suffocating thing to one's soul. So next week, I will talk more about my story with my eating disorders as this last part of my stories series and how it led me to intuitive eating. I'm honestly still in the thick of it and not healed. Not by not even close yet, but I wanted to share it with you while I'm in it. I'm only in the beginning. But I hope that it'll I hope that it'll help someone else as I talk about it as I'm going through it. 
And there's just so much that I've learned in these experiences, and it has totally changed the way I do coaching. I'm just slowly getting back into things. And if it weren't for these hard times, I would have never been able to know about really understand and know intuitive eating to that to this depth and how it is such a healing modality for everyone. I believe it's for everyone. So now I feel strongly about it. I want to involve it into my coaching program. And I'm still taking things slowly, like I said, with work and life of family. And I know that I'll be healed and there'll be happier days ahead for me. And I hope that's the same for you, my t- too, my sister. I just, I can imagine you've gone through a lot of these similar hard things. You've experienced suffering just as much. So thank you for listening and As always, if you want to have a free session with me, please click the link in the description to schedule that. I would love to help you in any way. There's no pressure. It's just an honor to help in any way I can. So I hope you have a great day and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening and I hope today's show filled your soul and gave you the direction you were searching for in your health, life, and relationship with God. I would love to stay connected. Subscribe to my podcast so that you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. And it would mean so much to me if you would rate and review this podcast just down below. Your words inspire me and give me that boost to create more inspiring content to share. I would love to meet you on social media. Find me on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if this show really inspired you today, take a screenshot to share it on social media and tag me or click the share button to give it to someone else that would also benefit from these spirit-filled discussions. Let us all spread the good word of the gospel of Christ and help others in any way we can. Thank you again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting with you.